Okay, if I can have everyone's attention again. My name's Adrian, if you don't know uh, who if I am. If, you, if I can encourage you to come and take your seats. Uh, as Gus said at the beginning, what we're going to try and do this morning is uh, kind of do two different talks. Uh, we wanted to end the series, this epic series we've been on uh, in Ephesians, but also give some time over uh, today to hear from Rich and Ali Stunt, who are back from Russia, uh, which I promise you will be a treat to end with. Uh, but before we get there, what I want to do then, just to say, is we're going to end this series. I'll explain in a moment how we're going to do that slightly differently. Then we'll pause, share communion with one another, which feels like the natural way to end the series. Uh, and then we'll get to hear from Rich and Ali Stunt. So that's where we're going. A round will have been given, if not yet, will be given by some helpers. Uh, some f- kind of uh, basically a sheet of paper that you can stick up at your mirror, stick on your front door as you leave your house. It's just something of what we've got week in, week out from the series of how each and every one of us has been or can be uniquely crafted by God because of his love revealed through Jesus Christ and in giving us a totally new identity. In terms of this morning, what I was to do is please take that away. Please don't leave it in here because it just means that we have to pick it up and put it in the bin, which is just a complete waste of time. Please take it. If you don't want it, go and give it to someone else. It might benefit them, but I hope that you will take them home. In terms of this morning, in term, kind of what I want to do is wrap up the whole series, but hopefully also give us a little bit of a challenge to leave with, which I think Paul leaves us with. And how I want to do that is by presenting things in a slightly different way. And this will work or won't work, let's be honest. Uh, I'm going to use a Japanese method of presentation called Pecha Kucha. Uh, which you can go and look online what that is. But in essence, you have a certain time frame in which to communicate and you have a certain number of slides that go along with your communication that hopefully add to the communication. And so we're going to see if the hearse can do it. And I can promise you it will therefore be a lot, lot shorter than 45 minutes. <laughs> and so I want to start, therefore, where Paul finishes. See, Paul ends his letter as he starts it, by writing this, pure grace and nothing but grace be with all who love our master, Jesus Christ. Grace is this incredible exceptional word that expresses God's unconditional love and favour towards every single one of us revealed through Jesus Christ. And Paul's desire is that at the very end of this letter that we understand that we are crafted continuously by grace. Ephesians is this amazing letter that spells out the story of grace. We discover the God of grace who then crafts each and every one of us by grace and then sustains us through grace. And Paul's longing is that for each and every one of us, we live in awe of grace. That we live in wonder of the God of grace. Just like when you're in an art gallery and you come across a painting and you want to just contemplate how wonderful and awesome and beautiful it is. Paul, at the very beginning of his letter, calls us to pause and contemplate how amazing this God of grace is. This God of grace who's revealed as Father. A father who is the source of everything. A father who is the origin of everything, but a father who is full of love and will always be full of love. A father who is out for our best. But a God of grace who's revealed not only as father, but also as the son Jesus, who is willing to give up everything in order that you and I could gain everything. Who in resurrection is now over everything and is seeking to fill everything with his love and peace. So Paul says this is God of grace who is father, is son, but is also spirit. The spirit is the very power of God. 
The power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, which Paul then goes on to say is actually the same one who's now dwelling within any one of us who's put our faith and trust in Jesus. In order that we be those who know the very presence and power of God within. Yes, amen. So, God said, so Paul says, contemplate this God of grace. This God of eternal, loving family, a father, son, and spirit. Because as you contemplate him, you realize that you're now caught up in this relationship with this God of grace, who now wants to define you by his grace. Wants to define each and every one of us by grace in order that we would become trophies of his grace. Not trophies to be locked away in cabinets, but trophies to be paraded around in which he says, I take pride in you because you're my handiwork. He defines who we are and what we do in order that you and I can then stand before mirrors and say, actually, God defines me. Not this reflection, but what God says. And what God says about you, what God says about me, is that we are forever chosen, accepted, adopted, and loved. Forever. Nothing can take it away. And he says, it isn't just a defining of who you are as an individual. It's also a defining of who you are together. In order that we'd understand that we've been built together with strength, with unity, in order that we become a dwelling, a dwelling for God and of God. What a privilege. But it doesn't end there. It isn't just that God defines us. It's also that God then gives us purpose through his grace. And says, actually, each and every one of us is like a jigsaw puzzle, jigsaw puzzle piece, each of them unique. Each of them of equal value. And every single one of us is uniquely crafted with equal value. Uniquely crafted in the locations we're placed, the life situations we're facing, within the work that we do to reveal God. And as we each play our part, we then build together this enormous picture that is being built of the multicoloured nature of who God is by his grace and how he wants to reveal the kingdom of his grace in and through everything. What a privilege to know this God of grace, to be defined by this God of grace, to be given purpose by this God of grace. But the challenge is this, that sometimes we can then think, well, it's then working hard, isn't it? Working hard to live up to this God of grace, working hard to live in the goodness of what we know in this God of grace. But if we think the answer is to work hard, we need to understand this. The harder you work, the more you sweat. And the more you sweat the more we smell, and we don't smell pretty. And Paul wants us to understand that what God has caused us to know through grace, he longs to sustain in us through grace. See, God longs for each and every one of us to know and have everything at our disposal, to live within the goodness of everything we know afforded to us by his grace. It's like a travelator that when you walk along, it just projects you forward. That God's longing by his spirit to cause each and every one of us to know power, strength, peace, to live in the good of the life we've got. So how do you do that? Well, for me, it starts from the moment I wake up that I realise I'm in partnership with the Spirit. Partnership in the Spirit with the Spirit, causing him with me to realise the wonder of this God I'm in relationship with, this God of grace, who I then allow to define me for the rest of my day in the riches of my identity in him. But it doesn't end there. It then is that I then get to walk out the rest of my life like a marathon. The day becomes like a marathon with strategically placed points of refreshment wherever and whenever I need them, where I can go and grab a cup of God's grace and say, in this moment, I take in your truth, your power, your peace through prayer, through empowerment with the Spirit. But the truth is this. 
Sometimes I don't do it. Sometimes I slip up. Sometimes I go back into the old way of thinking, of forgetting who God is, of grace, of thinking it's down to me, of thinking that I've got to prove it. And it's in those moments that I have to remember that I don't beat myself up, but rather that I come before one who is the God of grace, who's the God of multiple chances, who's the God who waits for our turn of our sight in order that he can rush in to provide everything we need. See, grace is God's unconditional love and favour to you and to me. And Paul wants us to understand that grace is like a banquet that he invites you and me to feast on. To feast on the God of grace. To feast on how this God of grace defines you and I. And to continuously come to this banquet of grace in order that we'd know and taste and see how good God is. Because as we taste and see how good God is, it causes us to want to share with others so that they too can come and join us at sharing how good God is. See, grace isn't just our starting point. It's the continuing point. And what I therefore want us to do to finish off with, in celebration of the fact that you and I are crafted by grace, is to come to the table of grace. Paul kind of, Jesus, through Paul, kind of paints this picture of what we have when we come to communion. That we take the bread and we remember in this moment of Jesus' body broken for you, broken for me. We remember in taking the juice of his blood spilt that was motivated by God's unconditional love and favour towards you, towards me. In order that through Jesus' death, we therefore be able to eat the bread and drink the cup and remember now we get to live in a life that is saturated by his unconditional love and favour. And we get to live in the good of that as God provides everything we need to live in the good of that. So in a moment we will get to take Bruce. Bruce? (laughs) Bruce is looking quite worried. Um, No. We won't take Bruce, because Bruce is what communion can be shortened to. Bread and juice. Heard it here first, painted by the hearst. In a rush, get some Bruce. Um, um, right, let's pause, because otherwise I'm going to go on a bad track and undo everything I've just done. Could we stand for a moment? And I want us to just join and sing Amazing Grace. <laughs>